Bury St Edmunds, the high street. It's Christmas shopping time. Excuse me. Hello. I, I make a podcast where I ask people where they're going. I was just wondering where you were going because you were going so fast. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to Superdrug. Um, and the reason I'm hurrying is because I want to be back to catch the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye. Um, <laughs> Hello. Oh, yes. You just popped oh, out of the cafe, and I was just wondering where you're going. Um, I'm probably going to Pizza Express. Eventually. Um, otherwise, I am looking for a possible shop for a female jumper. A what? A female jumper. Oh, a female jumper. Yes, an athletic woman. <laughs> yes. Basically. Who's the athletic woman that you're buying uh, for? My, my partner, who sent me out to get her a Christmas present. Oh. So I'm going to Pizza Express, because that's a lot more sensible. In and the more meantime, fun. In the meantime, if a female jumper falls in front of me, then you never know. But a female athletic jumper? Uh, she's not very athletic. <laughs> it depends on your vision of a female jumper. I was going to ask you about your hat, actually. Tell me about your hat. It's a statute cap. It's an, an Elizabethan pattern of hat that had to be worn by law to keep the knitters of Monmouthshire in work in the 16th century. Monmouthshire was the knitting centre of the world and they made hats. And these hats um, kept the population alive and so Queen Elizabeth decreed that everyone in England had to not only wear a statute cap but of this particular pattern and on Sundays when you went to church the church wardens would check that you're wearing an English statute cap otherwise you were fined. (laughs) Now the curious thing is lots of people dropped them in the River Thames where they fell in the mud and mud preserves wool and fabrics almost perfectly. And there's about a dozen examples of said statue caps in the Museum of London, right. dug out by the archaeologists. My next stupid question was going to be whether that was one, but that would be a really this silly is, thing. This is not an original. <laughs> this is an exact copy by a mad woman called Kirsty Buckland, who lives in the town of Monmouth and has revised the ancient art of Monmouthshire knitting because this is actually knitted on at least four needles and it's about four layers thick but all knitted at the same moment. There's no joints in this, there's no brim attached to the top. It's all in one pattern. So tell me why you know quite so much about Monmouthshire knitting. Because essentially I'm a historian. Right. And uh, but I, I was actually an early musician, a lutenist. Really? Yes, I play the lute. Do you wear that hat when you play the lute? I have done. <laughs> I also have a n- whole selection of them. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, someone's got to keep Kirsty in work. <laughs> so, what is it about medieval history that you love? Uh, it's far better than the modern world. How so? Apart from the hats and the lutes. Well, in all, in almost every way. It's not full of horrible people. <laughs> Is that what you think? Yeah. Quite honestly, yeah. Much, pref- much preferred to have lived then. 
What well, if we I'd lost have been then? Dead by rickets at the age of fourteen, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. And I've, I've still got most of my teeth, but that's not necessarily true. That they all were. <laughs> so, what is it that's so horrid about modern modern people? Oh, people in general just look about you. It's misery everywhere. It's just misery. <laughs> you would have had a ribald time then, with a sort of flagon of ale and a knees up with your doublons and your lute. That's what I've spent my life doing. <laughs> I've created a life around me that enables me to live in a completely different world. Do you live in a parallel universe then, even though we're outside pretty, the Edinburgh Woollen Mill and it's pretty, 2023? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. In what ways, tell me? Well, I live in a 16th century house. I make 16th century musical instruments. I used to play 16th century musical instruments, still struck down with arthritis, and then I had to stop. Uh, and I've made my entire career out of being 16th century. Are you sort of famous and I should know who you are? Uh, I am known in my own field. I am known, yeah. When did you discover the lute then? Because most kids go to school, it's like, oh, do you want to play the recorder? Maybe the guitar, here's a cello, but you... When I, when I was about 14, I was into folk music, not into rock and roll. All my mates were all into rock and disco, as it was in those days. Four-piece beat combos playing a, with a discotheque rhythm, uh, which I didn't get into at all. I was much more into folk. And then from folk, I discovered sort of electric folk like Steel Eye Span, who apparently were singing medieval lyrics to the accompaniment of electric guitars. And it struck me that that was bloody daft, because they hadn't invented electricity. So, from there, I ended up hearing someone who's now uh, dead, unfortunately, a chap called David Munro, who was playing period music on period instruments, and I became absolutely hooked on it. So I became their roadie, and uh, then I learned to play, and then basically joined them, and then I formed my own band, then I employed them. What's your <laughs> band called? My band is called Tarleton's Jig. Tarleton was a Shakespearean comic who was the clown in most of Shakespeare's mid-range of plays uh, until he died in 1588, I believe. So he's in the early plays. You, you strike me as someone who... Like you know a lot, obviously, about this specific thing, but it strikes me that you have a slight wry smile about life and you enjoy life on your own terms. When I'm not manically depressed or broke, well, yes. Oh, <laughs> have you been manically depressed? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I've been broke. Oh. <laughs> That's the problem with trying to live in the 16th century. It <laughs> doesn't bloody work, does it? <laughs> but now you're OK? I'm all right this day, yes. Today I'm all right. You haven't, you haven't seen how much money I'm going to spend at Pizza Express. Tomorrow <laughs> or in the jumper I be, shop. <laughs> tomorrow I shall be miserable. Oh. So life is up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Same as everyone else's. So life is best avoided. Then you don't have all the ups and downs. You just remain in one straight line, <laughs> just existing. Interesting take. My next question was, could I take a picture of the back of your head for the hat? <laughs> I don't take people's faces, but could I just, because it's such a great hat. Or maybe I'll do a... You may, you may take a, a slight profile. <laughs> Thank you so much. I enjoyed that chat enormously. Bye-bye. Keep your eyes peeled for an Elizabethan statue cap. They're quite a thing of beauty. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode despite my cold. Keep in touch on Twitter at Catherine E. Carr or email where are you going at loftusmedia.co.uk. The team at Loftus produce these episodes and I'm Catherine Carr. All the best. Thanks for listening. You just never know.